On this chilly Saturday morning, time once again for a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Hi there, Denny. We're finally getting a little winter. Yeah, the uh, the other shoe has dropped for sure. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we've been lucky so far. Oh, uh, we have absolutely. And we'll get through this too. Absolutely. Well, what to, what are you going to do to keep us warm today? I've got a wine that'll warm the cockles of the coldest person's heart, and that is a favorite of mine called Chateauneuf de Pop. It's from the Rhone Valley in France. It's probably one of the most well-known Appalachians of all the wines of France around the world. And it has an Appalachians of all the wines of France around the world. And it has a, a great history, etc. They make terrific wines. And they make wines, in my opinion, that are really good at this time of year. Nothing is better on a cold winter night than a bottle of Chateauneuf de Pop with some kind of comfort food uh, that you're having. The, the marriage is just absolutely perfect. Chateauneuf de Pop is a big area in uh, the Rhone Valley. It covers about 10,000 acres, and they produce wines. They're all very, very different. Uh, Chateauneuf de Pop has a noble history because back in the 13th century, uh, Pope Clement, who was French, decided he didn't like Rome, and he moved the papacy to Avignon, France, where he built a fabulous papal palace, etc., the ruins of which you can still see if you go to Avignon, France. And uh, the papacy stayed there for almost 100 years. So it wasn't just an overnight thing. And in the process, they discovered that the Pope himself liked wine that was from the Rhone Valley. Actually, one of the reasons they chose Avignon is it was downriver from Burgundy, and that's the wines that the Popes really did like, came from Burgundy. But as long as they were in chateauneuf de Pop, there was an area close to the palace and abutted the river, and uh, this became the Pope's wine area, and thus the name Chateauneuf de Pop, House of the New Pope. And, of course, uh, these Popes ruled, as I said, for almost 100 years there, and so they they really built up a big following. And Chateauneuf de Pop stayed in that genre uh, as being a... a an appellation people could count on and like. And like I said earlier, it's so good with any kind of comfort food. Uh, when the, the history, again, is so interesting because here you have this whole Italian papacy. And, you know, it wasn't just like moving the Pope and his household help. I mean, he had armies and people, etc. This was a vast undertaking to move that entire head at the time. The Pope was a, uh, a a ruler as well as a, a, a public ruler as well as a religious ruler, and he brought all of the trappings with him. And as I said, they built the castle in Avignon, which is the symbol of the uh, wine of Chateauneuf de Pop. And you know, today most of the bottles of Chateauneuf de Pop, when you buy them. They're emblazed with the papal coat of arms. It's in raised uh, glass on the uh, front of the bottle. 
And Chateau Neuf de Pops, to this day, in my opinion, are very, very affordable wines. You can buy a Chateau Neuf de Pops for over $100 a bottle, but you can still get a pretty good Chateau Neuf de Pops for $30, $40, $50 as well. And that's what makes it so wonderful, in my opinion. The wines are big, powerful, bold wines, but they're affordable also. And uh, Chateau Neuf de Pop was a, a pioneer area in France. Uh, there some of the first wine regulation laws in the 20s and 30s were promulgated out of the Rhone Valley and had to do with Chateau Neuf de Pop. Uh, Chateau Neuf de Pop originally was a recipe of 13 different grape types. Today, there's only three main ones. And we see as wines uh, become more popular around the world, Rhone-type wines, we often see wines from uh, United States and other countries labeled GMS. And what does that stand for? Grenache, Moudouvre, and Syrah. And those three grape types are the principal, really, grape types of Chateau Neuf du Pape today. There's many others that they use. In fact, in the original recipe, they even used uh, a white grape in mixing in those 13 grapes. In fact, if you want to try that, there's a property called Chateau Beau Castle, which is extraordinarily well-known Cote de Rhone. They still make their wine using that old recipe with 13 different varietals in it. Uh, at any rate, after the laws were promulgated uh, after World War One, and uh, the wine began to catch on around the world. Uh, and Chateau Neuf de Pop today, as I said, is not only a well-respected wine, it, it's a wine that, that you can still afford. Uh, I'm so pleased that it hasn't gone the way so many Burgundies and Bordeaux have gone or hundreds of dollars a bottle and sort of priced out of the everyday guy's bu drinking budget. These are really affordable. Uh, uh, like I said, we have several that are around $39 a bottle, and they're just terrific. And the, the good news about them is when we think about having those wines at this time of year, uh, the foods at this time of year that are so popular, comfort foods, as I mentioned earlier, uh, very hearty soups, pot pies, any kind of one-dish uh, course that has a lot of root vegetables in it is pretty hearty. Beef stews, macaroni and cheese, short ribs of beef, asabuco, which is a wonderful dish uh, from Italy. It's a slice of the veal shank. And then it's usually cooked with rice or noodles or something like that. And as a matter of fact, they even, at some places when you have asabuco, they give you a funny little spoon to eat the uh, marrow out of the bone. And that's a, considered a great delicacy. In fact, I was at a dinner party uh, not too terribly long ago, and the host and hostess had served bone marrow as a first course. And, you know, it. Like I said, it doesn't sound real appealing, but believe me, it tastes pretty good and is regarded by many very, very highly. But if you're having something like pot roast or something, believe me, a Chateau Neuf de Pop can elevate that pot roast to the finest gourmet fare. Uh, it just does it because, as I said, the, fa uh, the fact of the matter with uh, Chateau Neuf de Pop is the wines are hearty. 
and the wines are really for Rhone wines very very good there's the northern Rhone and the southern Rhone and of course Chateauneuf de Pop is the best known of the southern Rhone when we talk about the northern Rhone we're talking about Hermitage and some of those wines which are really great but they're almost too big and too powerful they're predominantly Syrah Chateauneuf de Pop is predominantly Grenache and it is accessible. It's neat to walk through the vineyards in Chateauneuf du Pape uh, because of the ground there. there. If they couldn't grow grapevines there, they couldn't grow anything there. There are rocks and pebbles the size of softballs in the vineyards that they have to go through to plant the vines. And it's uh, really remarkable. The vines, Grenache particularly, thrive on that hot uh, all day, and those rocks hold the heat at night and keep the wines from freezing at night. And also, the Rhone River kind of acts like a refrigerator heater, a refrigerator in the summer, bringing up cool air, and a heater uh, in the fall as the grapes are ripening uh, to keep them kind of warm. So, it's really a terrific area. Incidentally, uh, Chateauneuf du Pop can be red, white, or rose. The majority, by far over 90%, of Chateauneuf du Pape is red. However, a lot of people have uh, discovered Chateauneuf du Pape white, and it's a very good wine. Uh, it's particularly good with uh, robust fish soup like bouillabaisse. Uh, a blanc Chateauneuf du Pape with the bouillabaisse is really delicious. And like I say, the, the fact of the matter is that because of the Grenache grape and it being so accessible, the Chateauneuf de Pops are really bargain priced. And not only are they bargain priced, they're delicious and they cover a gamut. In other words, if you want to serve something that's rather elegant, and as I say, you want to dress up, say, macaroni and cheese, serve a very good Chateauneuf de Pop with it. Uh, not that you couldn't get by with a very pleasant little Cote de and enjoy it just as well. But we're talking here cold days like we're experiencing right now. And in my opinion, cold days mean you want a warm wine. And uh, you want a wine that will warm your heart and warm your soul as well. Uh, try a Chateauneuf de Pop. Uh, like I say, today the rules are out the window. They don't require that's 13 different grape types anymore. And most Chateauneuf de Pop producers, the uh, wine is predominantly uh, Grenache. And that's easily proved by the fact that of all that area of Chateauneuf de Pop, almost 80% of the grapes planted are Grenache, and followed by uh, Syrah, which is about 11%, and then Mandouvre, which is only about 5 or 6%. And that's really kind of how most of the blends go. Heavy to the Grenache, followed by Syrah, then with Madouvre. But uh, most of them, uh, Grenache is the principal grape type, and it really is, in my opinion, the Chateauneuf de Pop is, that is, in my opinion, the real classic, uh, best showing of the Grenache grape there is. Uh, Chateauneuf de Pop will take bottle age just beautifully, too. I've had Chateauneuf de Pops that are 20, 30 years old, and they were just absolutely magnificent. Uh, Chateauneuf de Pop Rosé is kind of a fun wine 
in my opinion, uh, very enjoyable, but it's kind of pricey for a rosé, but it's worth trying. And the white Chateauneuf de Pops, as I said, are interesting. They go well with something like bouillabaisse, as I mentioned, uh, but and there's mineral notes to it. It's a white wine that, again, calls for a very hearty, robust dish. And at this time of year, when we're thinking robust dishes with carrots and turnips and parsnips uh, and all those kind of root vegetables, potatoes that you put in things, what would be a better wine to have with it than a Chateauneuf de Pop? Uh, they're really, really wonderful wines. Uh, they're uh, the expression of the vin- winemaker's art, and whether you want to Bocassel, which is the one I said, Chateau Bocassel has the 13, they make the wine by the original recipe with the 13 different varietals in it, or you want something like uh, Cuvée Bastard, uh, which is uh, almost 100% Grenache, you'll find that the hardiness of the wine will be just perfect with the hardiness of the dish that you're going to have. And I find that Chateauneuf de Pops are not only appealing, but they are a little different. So people who like Bordeaux and usually drink it are very open to trying a Chateauneuf de Pops. The same thing is true of Burgundy lovers, Pinot Noir lovers, etc. Chateauneuf de Pops seems to have a universal appeal. Maybe it's because it was named after the Pope, who knows, but Believe me, it's a wine that you won't want to overlook, and it's a wine that would really enhance almost anything that you have time to prepare on a cold, blustery winter night. And uh, not that Chateauneuf de Pops wouldn't be a very pleasant wine to have with steak on the grill on a hot July night, but it just lends itself more because of the structure of the wine itself and the grape varietals themselves. It lends itself totally to a hearty, robust dish. Because if you ask me to identify a relatively widely available hearty wine, it would be Chateauneuf de Pop. Fantastic. On this chilly uh, Saturday. Now, uh, you drop by any Haskell's location, and those folks will really help you pair anything with a Chateauneuf de Pop. Exactly. They are experts at pairing wine and food. They've been doing it for 85 years, so we've gotten pretty good at it. Uh, and today is, happens to be the last day of our winter sale, so it's a good day to pop in your Haskell store, get a bottle of that Chateauneuf to pop to have with a hearty, robust stew, or just have it with macaroni and cheese. It would be pretty good as well. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine, there's a Haskell's in Bloomington. There's one in Excelsior. In Fairbowl, right off of 35, our Maple Grove Super Cellar is not to be missed. 22,000 square feet of wines from around the world. In Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday downtown. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Island Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come in, go to Haskell's.com. You can dial up our ads and recipes and everything else that are on the website. And don't forget, Haskell's does deliver. Fantastic, Jack. Stay warm. Let's do this again next week. I'm going to look forward to that, Denny. Thanks very much. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.